We are now going to turn our attention to what's happening um, in Washington, D.C. with the child tax credits. Um, many of you listeners, you hopefully have been getting your checks for the child tax credit. Uh, they're saying approximately 39 million uh, families um, benefited from the child tax credit. And now House Democrats have released a new plan aimed at expanding the child tax credit through 2025. Now, Back in March, U.S. President Joe Biden included the expanded child tax credit in the American Rescue Plan. Qualifying families may now receive up to $3,600 per child uh, if the child is uh, below six years of age and $3,000 for those between six and 17. And these can be paid in uh, monthly payments of up to $300 per child if the child is under age six, $250 per child ages six to 17. And um, these, of course, is an increase from the original $2,000 per child, given that families fall under certain income thresholds. These thresholds are less than $150,000 for couples and $112,500 for uh, single um, people. Uh, but they're single families. A lot is at stake right now because of the uh, many people um, in the uh, movement for cash in people's hands were hoping that the House Ways and Means Committee would come out with a proposal to make the child tax credit permanent. They did not. They extended it uh, through 2025, but we're gonna be getting more of those details from our guests. But first, let us hear uh, some moms talking about how the child tax credit uh, checks have helped them. We're looking forward to just kind of having be able to pay our property taxes and pay on the mortgage, you know, get ahead on utilities. The tax credit is available for joint filers earning up to $150,000 a year and heads of households making up to $112,500. In Youngstown, Ohio. You like these in the front as well? Yeah, that's okay. Mothers like 28-year-old Cassandra Singh said the pandemic forced her to choose between parenting or a paycheck. I have three children, 20-month-old um, twins. It's been really tough on everyone not being able to go to work because we don't have a babysitter and when all the daycares closed down. The credit equals several hundred dollars in monthly payments for Jasmine Hollinshed and her three children. My checks only be like two, a little bit over that. Um, so that, that, would, that would be a big, big difference. Hollinshed says she recently started working 20 hours a week at a deli after staying home during the pandemic to care for her kids. The money will more than double her monthly income, but it won't last long. I have a car note, that's 250. Then my rent, then my electricity, clothes for them, shoes, because they're growing every day. The White House says the enhanced credit will help more than 39 million American families at a cost of an estimated $110 billion. All righty. So uh, that is a clip, by the way, from CNN. I'd like to welcome our guest, Anna Aurelio, who is the federal campaign director 
of Economic Security Project Action. Uh, Anna has fought for the public interest for nearly three decades as the DC Director for Environment America and prior to that as the Legislative Director for uh, U.S. Public Interest Research Group. Anna led a team of advocates and mobilized grassroots members and state networks to win policies to cut pollution, to protect public lands, and boost renewable energy and auto fuel economy. She helped create the Climate Action Campaign, a coalition of national environmental groups working to win national climate action and the Green Scissors Campaign, which recruited bipartisan support to cut billions of dollars in government spending for wasteful, harmful programs. Anna, welcome. And I, I, I really am now learning about your work on the environment. I know your work with the Economic Security Project Action. Thank you for joining us, Anna. Oh, hi. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Right. So, Anna, um, there's some, well, good news and there's some bad news. Um, let us talk about um, what the, the positive things that came out of the House Ways and Means that have been discussing the child tax credit and when you think some action will happen uh, from the House. So what does it say right now? And, and, and perhaps, um, you know, right out of the gate, we should say doesn't appro uh, propose making the child tax credit expansion permanent. Anna. Yeah, thanks, Margaret. So literally this morning, the House Ways and Means Committee is taking up the section of the Build Back Better plan that looks at the child tax credit and the earned income tax credit. And as you put out in the introduction to this piece, I mean, you know, all families should have the ability to succeed and the child tax credit is going to fundamentally um, help people succeed, whether, you know, you're middle class and need help with college savings or whether you need money to meet your basic needs like food and housing. Um, and what we have been pushing for and so many other organizations have been pushing for is let's take the one-year expansion that's estimated to cut child poverty nearly in half and after two rounds of checks has already cut food insecurity, has helped people stay in their homes, has helped people um, you know, even find better jobs because they can pay for child care, for example, or get their car fixed. Um, let's make that last until the child is 18, uh, not until the end of the year. So let's make that all permanent. So there's good news in that the House Ways and Means Committee uh, contained an extension of the child tax credit and earned income tax credit. And three important points here. One is a piece of the child tax credit changes that were made really um, fundamentally changed a child tax credit from a system that sort of perpetuated the racial economic inequity in this country and, and really rectified that. And by that, I mean the refundability part. Until the American Rescue Plan was passed, the child tax credit um, didn't go to families making no income or very little income families didn't get the credit. So that's 27 million children were left out of the full credit um, because their families didn't make enough money to get the full credit. And that was disproportionately black and Latinx children. So nearly half of black and Latinx children did not get the full credit compared to about a third of their white counterparts. So one thing that the American Rescue Plan did is it made it permanently refundable. It made sure that the people who need it the most are actually going to get it. And in so doing, it really righted a historic wrong. 
Um, that's very important. And the very good news is that the House Ways and Means Committee package makes that section permanent. Um, so that's a very important piece. The second thing that the House Ways and Means package does is it restores eligibility to nearly a million children around this country um, who are immigrant children, um, their families file taxes, but they don't have social security numbers. These children were always eligible before the Trump tax law in 2016, and the Trump tax law actually raised taxes on those families by making those children ineligible in 2017. So the House Ways and Means package now restores eligibility um, to those children. Again, we're talking about people who are in this country, a lot of essential workers, a lot of dreamers, people who really could use the money. So they're in. Um, the, the downside to the House package is it doesn't make the credit expansion permanent. It doesn't um, make the $3,000 or $3,600 if you have younger children. It doesn't make that piece permanent. That goes until 2025. And so that's what that, that House committee is now mowing right now. Um, I will say one thing, which is it also makes the earned income tax credit expansions permanent. And those are um, expansions that would hit low-wage workers. Um, so that they would get a higher earned income tax credit. These are people who don't have children but are working in low-wage jobs, and that would help those workers. Um, so, so some good news, still a ways to go, and then we are just at the beginning of the process, um, so there's, there's a lot more work to be done. Right, and I wanted to ask you about this, Anna, because there is an editorial in the New York Times by Patrick Brown, who is, um, you know, his group Ethics and Public Policy Center partners with the Institute for Family Studies, a conservative think tank. And they're putting out information that I'm not quite sure, well, certainly seems to be lopsided because they're saying that polling finds that child tax uh, credits have lagged in popularity, and they referred to a YouGov American Compass poll that found that only 28% of voters said they preferred the expanded child tax credit to be made permanent and go to all families, regardless of whether they quote unquote work uh, to earn money. Uh, first of all, that is one poll. And I, I wondered what has been the experience of the organizations across the nation that um, you have been in touch with and also the response because certainly the child tax credit is something that I support as you know I, I work on uh, mm -hmm. to put that forward for to, to just for transparency here and we have found that it has been extremely popular. I mean, even among uh, some uh, Republicans, some Trumpsters that I've talked to who are getting the money and, and find it useful. What has been your experience? What are you hearing, Anna? Yeah, that has absolutely been our experience. And we've seen a lot of polls that actually show a majority of people support the child tax credit. And as these monthly payments have gone out, so there's been two monthly payments, one in July, one in August, and the next one will come out tomorrow, actually. And as they've gone out and people have started to experience the real benefits, um, the popularity keeps increasing. As you point out, even, uh, you know, amongst uh, quite conservative people, because, you know, like everybody else, they were hit by the pandemic, by the economic downturn, and they're struggling to make ends meet as well. So what we're seeing is that, you know, there's real support for um, getting a monthly payment that helps you make ends meet, that helps you 
um, you know, have even less stress in your life. And the, the Census Bureau does surveys of thousands of families across the country to ask them, you know, how did you spend the money? How is this changing your life? And one of the most striking things from the last round of payment is actually food insecurity. Now, I know you know, and I know, and folks who are listening know, we're the richest country in the world. There's no one in this country that should live in poverty or go hungry. And yet the sad fact of the matter is people do. And one of the most powerful findings from the last survey of thousands of households after the child tax credit came out is that hunger was reduced. So Latinx families especially saw um, food insecurity go down by one-third, and Black families saw food insecurity go down by one-quarter. So this is having visible, tangible impacts in people's lives. The polling that we've seen shows that it's extremely popular and the popularity is actually growing. Um, and we're hearing stories like you played at the beginning of the hour where people are saying, you know, this is helping me, whether it's helping me meet my groceries, um, heartbreakingly, uh, you know, I, I'm Italian. I like to feed people heartbreakingly. One woman said, I can now feed my kids three meals a day. We don't just have to do two. Um, or people who are able to um, buy sports equipment for their children so they can engage in sports or they can save for college. So it's having a real impact and it's having, it's allowing people to live the kinds of lives um, where they feel secure that they can provide for their families. Right. And by the way, um, Anna, also in what the House Ways and Means has put out, because we had found that a lot of people actually didn't know about the child tax credit. So in California, for example, the Poor People's Campaign in California did a statewide um, effort uh, getting word out about the child tax credit, as did many other uh, organizations, including the Economic uh, Security uh, Project. But the it does what come, came out of House Ways and Means, from what I understand, allocates a billion dollars um, to help get the word out, to help enroll people. And this isn't just for intergovernmental agencies, but also for the nonprofit sector uh, to get the word out about the child tax credit. But um, Anna, just a little bit, we just have a couple of minutes left on the backlash that we see happening right now. And unfortunately, it centers around the ongoing discussion uh, that has been raised in the women's movement and increasingly gotten attention given COVID of what is work and who is a worker? Because you have Republicans who are now saying, um, including um, Senator Mitt Romney, who are saying, well, yeah, we are for a, a tax credit, but we think that it should be um, you know, tied to mandatory work, just in the way that welfare payments became a workfare type program. Uh, and to many of us as who've been working on the whole issue of uh, caregiving and, and recognizing unpaid caregiver, this is really a slap in the face uh, to moms and, and other caregivers, unpaid caregivers to say, you know, what you're doing isn't really work, right? So you shouldn't get the child tax credit unless you go out and do any job, go out and flip burgers uh, at, at McDonald's or whatever, but taking care of your own children, your own family, well, that's nothing. <laughs> Um, so yeah. this is part of the backlash that's coming up now, and there may very well be a push, including when it gets to the Senate, um, assuming that this bill, as it is now, will pass the House. 
where people are going to try to implement measures like that. And then you have Manchin, who is opposing the entire uh, Build Back Better uh, bill, saying that um, what Bernie is saying of 3.5, um, the 3.5 figure has to be cut in half. Uh, just your final thoughts on all this, Anna. Yeah, my final thoughts are, number one, there is a work requirement in the child tax credit in, in the Biden plan, and that is that you are a parent or you are taking care of a child. That is real work, and I challenge anybody who thinks it isn't to spend one evening with a crying baby. Um, so, you know, <laughs> or an hour, one hour. hour. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So let's let's just get rid of that myth. And you're right. It's 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 really it's really um, it's it's cruel, and it also doesn't value the work that so many um, people do who give care, um, particularly women, particularly women of color. So that that is a total myth. Um, the second thing I'll say is that we need to stop pretending that there isn't enough money in this country to solve our problems. There's plenty of money. And instead of going backwards like the Trump tax law did and giving, you know, the bulk of tax breaks to the wealthiest and the corporate um, entities in this country, we need to start looking at the people who need it the most. And that's exactly what this child tax credit does. And it'll lift. It'll cut child poverty in half. How can you be against that? Uh, how can you be against helping people meet their basic needs like rent and food and utilities? So I, I think the more people who are getting this child tax credit see it and, and weigh in and say, you know, we need, to make this, we need to make this thing permanent. This needs to last until my child is 18, not until the end of the year. This is too important. Um, I think that is how, that is how we're going to win the day. Um, and, and just this morning, I was watching the Ways and Means Committee markup, and one of the Republicans on the committee had the gall to say that the Trump corporate tax breaks actually trickle down to really benefit low-income people. And, you know, that is, that is a myth that has been put to rest by economists, by actual mathematics, but it doesn't matter because they'll just keep saying it. And that's why, again, it's so important to just reinforce the fact that this is a monthly payment. It's showing up in people's lives. The more people tell their story about what it means to them and we get the actual reality of what this is doing in people's lives, I think that's how we're going to be able to win. Right. And of course, there are um, just Anna, just a flag for you. We don't have time to discuss it now, but I'm sure that will be ongoing as this thing moves through uh, Congress. The wing of this movement that I am part of, the Care Income Now movement, as you know, we want the child tax credit to go to the mother or whoever is the primary caregiver. And we're very, very concerned about something that we saw um, in what in the markup that came out about um, the child tax credit, if uh, th there's not a parent involved, but if it is, you know, a specified relative, that the relative with the highest adjusted gross income for the taxable year, it seems to imply that they are the ones that will be chosen, which to us is a kind of a economic uh, profile that ends up in many cases um, impacting, um, you know, people of color. So those are just some of the areas uh, that we have to flag. But Anna, everybody's working work is cut out for us to make sure that all of this happens, that it remains uh, permanent, and it keeps uh, the good things that have come out in this markup from House Ways and Means. And Anna, you have been vigilant, <laughs> tracking all of this and getting information out, and we really so, uh, so including this morning, so we really so appreciate uh, your work and the efforts of uh, everybody working on all of this. Thank you, Anna.
Well, thank you so much, and I, I love your show. Alrighty, thank you, Anna uh, Arito, who is the Federal Campaign Director of Economic Security Project uh, Action.